get stuck into things on the Country Racing Show. We've got all the racing news and people from around Victoria, racing's greatest state. Welcome along to Coleraine, Bendigo, Ballarat, Waterball, Fed365, Geelong. And good morning, everybody, from Swan Hill. Welcome to the South Turf Club. Already. Ah! Off they go. For Country Racing Victoria, this is the Country Racing Show. Where we belong. Yes, time for the Country Racing Show on this Thursday morning. Nikita Ross, you've already been introduced by uh, Maddie Stewart this morning, but good morning once again. Good morning. Good to be back in the studio. Yes, and just following on from our brief discussion around the Jericho, uh, before Maddie just decided to bail when he said he was coming back, <laughs> he realised that he'd done three hours of radio and that was enough Had for enough. him. Uh, what a great event it is. It, yep. it keeps getting better each and every year. It really got started a couple of years ago with a big bang, but... It hasn't gone backwards, and uh, the club and Racing Victoria and Country Racing should also be uh, commended on the work that they've done to just continue to build this into just what is a fabulous event each and every year. And I, I think the thing that really stands out to me as well, Maddie, is that it's only been going five years. Mm. It's only fairly new, but you already get a sense from trainers that it is a race that they target and that they want to win, and mm. they really, really want to win, not for the prize money, but for what it represents yeah. and the meaning of it. And Owners are even buying horses to target the Jericho for mm. a race that's only been around five years, Cosy. It's, mm. it's quite remarkable. So um, amazing to be there. Um, fantastic. Hopefully it can just continue to grow and get bigger and bigger. And, uh, yeah, it was a fantastic day. Mm. And good to see, as you said, trainers coming from New Zealand. They came from Sydney. They came from around uh, southern New South Wales, everywhere, mm-hmm. targeting the race. The price money mm. sensational. I, as I said the other, I just hope it doesn't get too over-commercialised. I love the bit of a raw appeal to it. I hope maybe they might be able to at some stage put a train on that goes down and back on the one day from Melbourne. So if you want to go along and have a bit of a get on the singing syrup and have a good day, they can. Mm. Don't have to be safe, so no one has to drive and uh, just all that sort of stuff. Let it grow in that way naturally. Yeah, let it sort of organically yeah, grow as right. into into whatever it will become. I think there's so many different avenues of potential for it as well. Whatever um, they want to actually do with it. Do they want to turn into this big mega event with, you know, 20,000 people or do they want to keep it as that sort of niche event on a Sunday afternoon? I think both would work, but it's just probably about identifying what they want to get out of it. And I'm more than happy to take text messages, 0466 um, 097331. Uh, sorry, I've read that out wrong. 0416 90 50 52 is the number to text in. Don't text that last one. <laughs> you won't get any replies. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, give us your thoughts on... Uh, You'll hear Maddie saying hi, you've called yeah, the cowboy yeah, line. Right. <laughs> I've read that off too often. Uh, yeah, give us your thoughts on what you would like to see done with the Jericho. Do you want to keep it in the same spot? Um, would you like to see it move to a Saturday program so that it can allow you to go down on a Saturday, stay the night in Warnable and enjoy the Sunday down there? Because I think that is something that is worth some sort of consideration and discussion anyway, whether or not it would work on a Saturday. I don't know whether it would work as the the main meeting on a Saturday. Maddie Hill and I had a good discussion about this the other day. You, you could probably do it, but it's about where you'd work it into the calendar. And obviously, they're really keen, I think, the club to keep it on that date. Is that right? I think so, too. Um, without yeah knowing a whole heap about the calendar and uh, the discussions being had, um, yeah they obviously like that and mm. um, it you know, falls four weeks after the the Sunday after the Melbourne Cup. So mm. um, I think that was identified and um, and I also will say as well, Bill Gibbons is mm. obviously the man behind it. He was um, it's been well documented. He's not in the best of health at the moment, but the thing I noticed was that so many of the connections during their acceptance speech they mentioned. Him. So yeah, they knew that uh, that he really was the person behind it getting started, and that was fantastic to see as well. Mm. That um, that that wasn't missed. Run to three o'clock in the Arvo. 
You reckon three o'clock would be three o'clock, three thirty. Yep. That way, people can go down and get back if they have. Yeah, to I that must on the admit, I, I probably agree with you on that. I, I reckon it might just be a touch late at five to five. It's, it does make it a great mm. day and a great build up to the race. But on a, being on a Sunday, I reckon that, that extra hour and a bit earlier might make a bit. Well, of a you don't see Cox Plate run last, Melbourne Cup isn't run last, Caulfield Cup isn't run last. Mm. Yeah, well, that time of the day, yeah, late, yeah, yeah late a bit late earlier. Day. No, it's a, it's a great it's, point. It's a fair drive. Love to have the the feedback from any of the listeners out there that have that have got anything to. To add, um, Nikita, what else has caught your eye over the last couple of weeks in country racing? Yeah, there's been plenty happening. We obviously have the Tarawagan Cup as well on Sunday and um, on probably not a, definitely not a, a lighter note, uh, Mildura are going through a really tough time up mm. there. So our thoughts are with the club. Um, the uh, the banks broke up there and uh, last Saturday morning the, the course was uh, was flooded and uh, some of the, the surroundings. So they knew it was coming and they prepared yeah. the best they can, but... It's just one of those things, no. isn't it, that you can never prepare. So um, our thoughts are thoughts are with the club as they tackle the flooding. It's probably, it feels like a while ago that it was all happening here yeah. and real, but it's still very much uh, up there. So mm. fingers crossed they can get back on their feet uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah, it's devastating. Some of the footage that we're seeing from the northern parts of Victoria, and it's having an impact on so many race clubs as well, as you point out, and it's having a big impact on the picnics at the moment, which I'm sure we'll touch on shortly. But uh, Cindy Alderson's been good enough to join us on the on the line now and I think she's there. Good morning to you Cindy, thanks for your time. Morning. You've got a host of runners over the next few days but your team's flying at the moment. I've got to ask you about Jigsaw he's just come back in unbelievable Nick. Yes no, he's been a real revelation since he's been on firm tracks and just let him roll and he seems to really enjoy it. Has he, has he just matured a bit this season do you think or have you done anything different with him in the lead up to his last two runs or are you just suggesting that the firmer tracks are really right up his alley? I think definitely the firmer tracks. Um, he's actually grown a little bit, which um, I hadn't expected from him because he was a fairly precocious two-year-old, but he's really strengthened and lengthened, so I think that's helped him as well. Um, and just a little bit of a better mental headspace as well. So a few factors. Of, you know, He's always shown plenty of talent, so he hasn't needed a lot to, to improve to get him up to that level. Cindy, will you just keep him fresh and sprint him over the 1,000, or will you try and stretch him out further? I haven't really thought that much about it just yet. Um, he has won over 1,200, and in the vein of form that he's running in, he hasn't looked to me like he's um, slowing down at the line, so we'll just see what's around for him. Missy Longport, I noticed you got in. She won well at the Valley the other night. was a little bit naughty. Yeah, she's impatient, Missy <laughs> Longport's problem. Um, so, you know, she was quite well. She doesn't like standing in the barriers, but other than that, she's absolutely perfect to do anything with, and on the outside gate or close to the outside on um, Friday night, so hopefully she shouldn't be in there too long. Cindy, you've got a, a few runners, a host of runners actually, over the weekend, uh, in particular at Pakenham and Werribee. You must enjoy targeting or going to, to some of those meetings where they have the country cups. It's always a, a great atmosphere there. Yeah, look, it's good to support these country clubs and, um, and their cup meetings if you can and you've got the right sort of horses because... I think they're really necessary to our racing program in Victoria that we have that sort of uh, grassroots level and people participating and going to those races as well and can lead on to other other metropolitan meetings and so forth. Cindy, I was looking at some stats from about four years ago at the picnics and uh, you were just an absolute the knockout punch, 100% <laughs> strike rate, six from six back in 2018. Yeah, well, uh, it was a rather phenomenal year with little Mike Clementina. She... Basically went to the picnics to help out a young lady called Madison Morris who was writing work for me at the time and um, just 
kept winning, so we kept going. And we had a ball, actually. Um, Frank D'Agostino was in there, and he's had horses run the Melbourne Cup. In fact, his first horse was favourite for the Melbourne Cup that he'd ever owned, and he was really enjoying the picnic season. He said it was a lot of fun, and she was um, unbeaten at the picnic season. Mm. Retired unbeaten, so that was great. Is it true you have driven from city tracks, got in the car and gone like crazy to get to the picnics? Certainly that was Valnarin Cup Day, yeah. <laughs> get booked? No, I didn't get caught. <laughs> That's another way of putting it, Cindy, isn't it? <laughs> what, what is, Cindy, can I ask what it is about the, the picnics that you love so much? Just the um, relaxed atmosphere and... Um, just everything about it. It's, it's in summer. The weather's normally good. That's always a <laughs> But um, just to see the passion, um, the riders, the, the people, the participants, the horses, the whole thing, it, it sort of arcs back to a, a bygone era of racing that we sort of sometimes lose. Mm. And the other thing, Cindy, it's not that easy to win one these days at the picnics either. Well, that was the weird thing. I mean, she couldn't win a, a provincial race at all, poor my Clementina, and yet for some reason she just was found her niche at the picnic. She seemed to always get in the right spot. Maddie will probably tell me it was her that did it, but just something about the racing suited her. Um, and surprisingly, for such a small horse, she was a really good weight carrier, and that was another advantage to her. Now, Cindy, the greyhounds, have you got many at the moment, or any? Um, no, my bitch retired, but I just got actually support to it. That I got a um, text from Calgreno this morning to say that the first litter of her puppies is four of them, um, three of them trialled, and they look like they've got at least good ability. Maybe some might go close to being as good as their mother. Oh, gee whiz. So. Maddie Stewart said that they were superstars, so it does sound like he's on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> well, the mother was very, very fast. Um, she broke um, five from the boxes, which was a great beginner. So um, I think one of them has gone close to that sort of time already, so that's pretty exciting. But yeah. Cal keeps things pretty close to his chest, so I could be going off half-cock too. Hey, Cindy, do you rear him yourself? You have in the past, I think, haven't you? Yeah, we have. Um, and we actually reared the litter that you tell me was um, in. But since my parents have moved off the farm, uh, we haven't had the opportunity to rear them ourselves. So Cal's, um, Cal and um, Jackie reared this first litter, which, uh, by Aston DB and then the second litter have gone up to New South Wales and they're um, I can never remember, Aussie uh, Infrared is the sire How many dogs have you raced over the years? You must have had a few. No, no, my first one was You Tell Me. Oh really? Jeez, you, yeah. you've, um, you've gone to the well in a good style haven't you? <laughs> I think that's what got me interested. <laughs> but uh, my grandfather had greyhounds on my mother's side and I read a litter of puppies for him and I've Always love them. They're a beautiful dog. Um, much um, under, misunderstood by their appearance. Their natures are really gentle. Actually, I was down the beach this morning on the horses, and there was a few people down there with their greyhounds. And I, one lady came and followed us up to the beach, and I said, "Have you had a greyhound before?" And she said, "No." She said, "But they're the most beautiful, gentle-natured dogs." So, anyone out there that's thinking mm. about getting a dog, yeah. certainly consider a greyhound. Yeah, well, right. Cindy, I've always said if you went to the lost dogs' home and stuck your hand in every cage, something would chomp it off. But if you go to the grounds, you stick it in, they will lick you to death. Yeah, no, they love it. And you know what? They're surprisingly low maintenance. They yep. don't like a lot of exercise. A bit like me. Couch potato. Yeah, well, I think that's your next dog, Sean. Yeah, I'll be a greyhound. <laughs> so I, think, I think both of you could be an ambassador for the GAP program, to be honest. Hey, uh, Cindy, we've got to ask you about your, your runners just this weekend. I see Rubers entered at Pakenham and also at uh, Werribee in the Cup. Uh, what are you doing with Ruber? Uh, look, Cups just fields just come out, but 
um, I'm inclined to think we're a big cup for him. Yep. I haven't seen the barriers. Uh, do you know what he's got? Barrier seven there, okay. and he's got barrier four at um, Pakenham. But just getting down the weights might help him. Even though I'm claiming with him at um, at Pakenham, I think he's drawn barrier four. Can be a little bit sticky that horse when he gets on the inside of them. He, he's a bit reluctant to stretch out fully. So I think barrier seven and a, and a reduced weight at Werribee. I'm in, I'm inclined to go that way, but no firm decision just yet. If Zarex gets a run, is it a nice, sneaky little each-way chance? Zarex is actually in at Pakenham, and that's probably where he'll head. Right. Um, but both of them, there's not a lot between them in track work. It just depends on the sort of runs they get in the race. But he's, he's certainly come on since his last run. I expect a good run out of him. Cindy, before we let you go, um, I notice in, in your own name that you're nearing the 200 career winners, 184. Is that something that you've got your eye on at the moment? Obviously, as Maddie mentioned, the team's going really, really well. Are you, are you looking at that milestone or just uh, taking each winner as it comes? Um, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't take any notice <laughs> of anything like that. I'm, um, I'm not very technically minded and I rely on the younger younger staff members to let me know how I'm travelling in that respect. But um, it's certainly gratifying that, you know, a smallish team like we are these days and not um, not many, you know, high-priced dealings come through our stable to have that sort of numbers coming up and also, you know, the way the horses are performing. And I think it's a credit to all the people that are helping me, the, the people that work with me and for me. And um, I certainly get a lot of help from um, the vets and the, and the farriers that are around you know, I've got a great ferry and Sam Patterson and, um, you know, Dave Shepard's been our vet and uh, Glenn Robinson-Smith pokes his head in from time to time. So there's certainly some good supporters around that help a small stable like ours keep functioning and hopefully achieving the levels that we're trying to achieve. Well, we'll keep an eye on that number, Cindy, because when a cricketer gets to 100 or 200, they raise the bat. What is a horse trying to do when they bring up a, a milestone like that? Is there a nice bottle of red that you open up or how do you celebrate? Uh, yeah, I think most of the time it escapes us. So um, if it, if it, you know, maybe we all just take the staff out for lunch. Or something. Oh, if it comes up for nice. Christmas, which I don't think will happen, um, <laughs> that's what we'll do. Mum's still breeding. Is Lynn still breeding horses? Yes, we had a pretty ordinary year this year, which I think a lot of breeders did. Um, it's been a really weird year with the weather. Not many of the mares have cycled properly, and they've held on to their foals and had difficult births. So. Certainly our breeding um, ranks have taken a dent this year. Our poor old Jigsaw's mother lost their foal and uh, manageress lost their foal and her life. So it's been a mm. pretty troubling breeding year this year. But I, as I said, I don't think we've been on our own. And yeah. When you look at the floods that affected Yulong, I'm sure that Mother Nature tells the mares to look after themselves and their foals why not. You know, so it's just been trouble, troubling year. And has Cole still got a few good jokes? Um, yeah, he does. Nah. Are they better than Cozzy's? Yeah, I think it's a line ball there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we both qualify as desperate, Cindy. Yeah. We really exactly. Well, I wasn't going to say that. You know, so. <laughs> no, you're being polite. Hey, Cindy, uh, well done over the last few weeks with your team, especially with Jigsaw. He's exciting at the moment. Looking forward to seeing him over the summer months. Good luck over the weekend. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Matty. Cheers. Bye. There's Thanks, uh, Cindy. Cindy Alderson joining us, who... He's absolutely flying at the moment. She's got a really nice team over the, the next few days, so I'm sure she can jag a couple of winners. Uh, this is the Country Racing Show on Big V Racing. You're with Matt Nevitt, Sean Cosgrove, and Nikita Ross. Uh, we'll soon be catching up with Brady Cross, Ballarat trainer, to discuss his runners over the next couple of days. But, uh, team, we need to uh, do our little regular segment of what caught our eye this week. Um, Cosie, I'll start with you today. All right, what caught my eye were four things, four people. 
Rose Hammond, Emily Poslin, Ryan Houston and Tom Preble. What a week for four young yep. riders to make their debut, yep. and I thought all acquitted themselves very well. So to Darren Gauchy and all the team, they're preparing the uh, the young riders very well. They went to the races and um, unfortunately didn't get a winner. Yep. Uh, went close. Emily just got beaten the nose on hers at mm. um, Terralgan the other day, but good luck to all four of them. In yep. their careers, I hope they have long, happy, and safe careers. Yep, very exciting. You can tell we don't have pre-production meetings because um, oh, that's what I my eyes. So I thieved <laughs> yours, did I? <laughs> yes, but um, but I'll, I'll add to that. Twenty-two-year-old me, me. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Keisha Salter yep. um, is also commencing her uh, riding career tomorrow at Mornington as well. So she's 22 and uh, she's had a number of setbacks as well along the way. So it's been delayed. Uh, she's had a couple of injuries. So mm. uh, there's a great article on racing.com about uh, about her as well. So that'll be five uh, jockeys Good that have uh, yep. made their riding careers uh, commence this week. So, um, yeah, great to see. It, it, the good thing, I think, now, their apprenticeships, it used to be the old days where 21, that was your, you, you finished your apprenticeship and good night nurse. Mm. But now for someone like her, because she's had issues, you can start your apprenticeship and be riding as an apprentice till you're 23, 25, whatever it might be, and finish your apprenticeship then, which is, I think, which is how it should common be. sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's great. Yeah. And I, I, from what I've heard of the jockeys that have spoken to the media this week too, they've all acquitted themselves mm. great. And, you know, it's it's a big... It's a big thing for someone to start their career as a jockey because there's a lot of pressure on you as a jockey. Like going from being, you know, um, you're working a part-time job somewhere, not being in the limelight, all of a sudden you're racing where there's a lot of people betting on you as well and there's that pressure behind you. And you've also got owners and trainers as well who've got pressure on you to perform at your very best because you're essentially a professional athlete now. So um, good luck to them all. It's great to see them riding. I was I watched um, Tom Preble ride. He had the favourite for Peter Moody yesterday. Stormed down the outside, but Johnny Allen gave uh, his horse an absolute peach and stole the race. So, um, yeah, good luck to them all. It's great to see. And the young jockeys find out two things, that they're riding powerful animals, and there was no worse animal than a losing putter. Mm. Over That's the fence. Right. They right. are the lowest of the low. Yep. Get ready to use the block button <laughs> oh, on social media. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. Feel free to fire it away as often as you <laughs> like. Uh, what caught my eye over the last week, I went all the way back to Wodonga Cup Day, and uh, in the, the Wodonga Cup, I tell you what, the skilled cat stormed down the outside. Mm. It was 70 to 1 for David O'Prey. It would have absolutely brought the house down if it had a 1 because he'd already trained a winner that day. And uh, for the locals, if they had got a 70 to 1 pop up, no. It would have been enormous. Unfortunately, it just went down. But um, it certainly caught my eye. I'll tell you what else caught my eye. Trav Noonan calling the Terrelgan Cup. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We should have got the audio of this earlier. Sorry, Mikey. I should have sent this through to you. But he was absolutely pumping it out. It was uh, <laughs> it was a great rendition of the Terrelgan Cup, let me tell you. So well done to Trav Noonan giving it everything the yeah. other day, uh, living up to uh, sort of Rick McIntosh areas there yeah, in the country. Absolutely. So we've got another one following in his footsteps. Uh, plenty happening in country racing over the last few days and uh, plenty happening over the next week or so as well. Brady Cross will play a big part in that. He's got runners over the next few days and he joins us. Uh, good afternoon to you, Brady. Oh, how are you? Well, thank you, mate. You've got the team going well at the moment too. I was just looking through your last 50 runners and strike rate's been pretty good over the last few months. Yeah, it has. Uh, it's sort of been a little bit slow getting horses to the races, um, but when they are going to the races, they're performing well and uh, yeah, it's nice to get a few winners. Brady, you've had uh, a bit of success with some of these horses. Uh, Azustic's been one that, uh, when it hits form, it just holds it. Yeah, he, he's uh, he's a very tough horse. Um, he's sort of a little bit one-dimensional now where we've got to go forward with him. Um, he just over-races him behind horses and 
Uh, he actually raced yesterday at Geelong first up and, and let him up and, and, and got tired the last little bit. But he's going to benefit from a couple more runs and, and probably a little bit further in trip as well. Brady, tell us a little bit about your stable. How many of your horses have you got in work at the moment? Uh, so I'm currently working eight horses at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I've got three three racing at the moment um, and the rest are all young horses uh, sort of getting ready and not far. There's a couple not far away from trials. Um, but, yeah, it's sort of three three ready to race at the moment. Over 500 wins as a, uh, as a jockey yourself in a, a previous life. Was training always something that was on the back of your mind that you wanted to do? Um, I guess it sort of was uh, after I finished race riding. Um, you know, all I wanted to be when I was, I was a young fellow was, was uh, a jockey and, and ride. Um, but when the weight got the better of me, I sort of had to make a decision on, on what to do and, and horses were a big part of my life. And um, I spent a few years uh, working for a couple of different trainers and, and sort of learnt uh, the ropes that way um, before I went out on my own. And Ballarat seems to be the place to be at the moment for, for young trainers. So, well, for any trainer at the moment, it's an absolute mecca. Uh, you love training in Ballarat? Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I'm, I've been uh, in Ballarat for probably 20 years now. Uh, moved down when I was 15 uh, to be an apprentice with Darren Weir there. and um, So Ballarat's sort of been home for a long time. And um, as you say, at the moment, it's just a fantastic spot to train horses. We've got so many different facilities uh, to use and... Um, yeah, as you say, a lot of young trainers going well from here. Now, Brady, you've got a horse in the Mooney Valley tomorrow night, see your point. Five-year-old, he never started racing until April this year. He's obviously been given a bit of time. There's got to be a story behind this horse. What's, what's the go? Yeah, he just took a little bit of time. He um, he was a slow-maturing sort of horse, and um, he sort of always had a few little issues uh, issues behind. And we got him up to a, a trial, and... He ended up uh, straining a tendon, so that sort of put us on the on the back burners a little bit, and um, had to do a little rehab with him there. And um, he's just taken a long time to mature. Um, and his first start at stall, I thought he was a little bit disappointing. Um, but then once we put the blinkers on, uh, his next two starts after that were, were really impressive uh, as he stepped up in trip. Yeah, as you mentioned, they they were impressive. So that when he had at Horsham to break the main, he won by two lengths. He paid twenty to one. And then he went to Mornington. He also won by two lengths and paid twenty six to one. Do you hope the stable filled up? No, no. We, um, I'm sort of not really a, a punter much, but um, yeah. Look, I was just hoping the horse would go there and run well. Um, in between Horsham and Mornington, the horse done really well, and um, I thought I had him there in the best possible condition, um, and, and he won that way. Yeah. Have you said to him, can you have a yarn to Sir Domingo and just explain what you got to do? Yeah, Sir Domingo, he's, I, I really like him. Um, he's always a horse that's shown um, a bit at home, but he just sort of gets it wrong race day a bit, um, and he's probably um, he's probably been um, a bit unfortunate too, a couple of, of bad rides on him. Um, but, yeah, I, I think um, a little freshen up back in grade on Saturday at stall um, hopefully won't be far away from him. Can you uh, give us a push? Who do you think is the better of the two chances that you've got in, uh, obviously, Stall and uh, and the Valley as well, Brady? Yeah, look, um, see your points going really well. His jump out last week was really good. Um, but I just think he'll probably want the run and he'll appreciate getting up over further, especially in that in that greater race. Um, but, yeah, Sir Domingo, as I said, he's freshened up really well. Uh, he's been a month in between runs, back to 1,100. 
and, and back on a dry surface, I think, really suits him. Um, yeah, I'd probably say he'd be the, the better chance out of the two. Well, you got the gun jockey on, so you're in good hands anyway. D. Oliver does uh, the driving at the Valley tomorrow night, so he'll be giving it everything. Yeah, yeah, it's great to get Damien on. Um, you know, it was a, it was a real uh, privilege, I guess, to ride against him and um, to have him ride one of my horses as his trainer is, is probably a bigger thrill. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to Damien riding him, and he's drawn a perfect barrier, so hopefully he gets a lovely run to him on somewhere. Brady, you mentioned earlier on losing punters can be quite entertaining when you've uh, ridden a loser. Did you get many sprays over the fence from uh, punters who'd done their currency? Oh, you always got a little bit of cheek over the fence, especially uh, the, the bigger cup days and things like that in the country. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's just a part of part of the racing game and, and a part of the atmosphere with the, with the crowd. Water off a duck's back. Yeah, that's how you got to look at it, and uh, yeah, not let it not let it get here and uh, move on and. Yeah, ride the next one better. Good idea. It's a good attitude. Hey, uh, Brady, good luck over the weekend. Uh, I reckon see your point might be a little sneaky each way there, especially if he can reproduce what he did last preparation. Good luck. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. There's Brady Cross. Nikita, before we let you go, what's uh, happening over the next week or so in country racing? We've got, uh, of course, the Pakenham Cup coming up on Saturday. A uh, really open, uh, good race there. Stall Christmas race Saturday as well. Uh, Bell narrowing. Unfortunately, that mm. has had to be transferred to Terrelgan this week. Uh, the track, just due to, um, obviously, the, the recent wet weather, just couldn't recover in time. So a transfer there. And then Sunday, of course, the Werribee Cup, the mm. Tab Werribee Cup fields are out this morning. And uh, that's going to be a terrific race day. About 30 degrees, I think, Cozzy. It so is going to be, yeah. It's going to warm up. To, uh, slip, slop, yeah, slap, Nikita. To get yeah. down there. And uh, and Bansdale, their community race day on Sunday as well. So another massive weekend, including those couple of country cups. Yeah, there'll be a few red faces on Sunday and Monday mm. morning, I would think. Uh, Maddie will bring the safari suit out for the Werribee Cup, I reckon. He'll have the sandals and the long socks on. Yeah, it's what the summer circuit's all about. That's uh, it, Maddie. Nikita, enjoy the next week. We'll catch up uh, next Thursday. Look Thanks, forward to it. Thanks, guys. Nikita Ross from Country Racing Victoria.